you could support the podcast in any way, it would be greatly appreciated. Follow the link in the description to make a donation. You're very welcome to our first episode of the 2024 season. It's great to be back again, previewing Kerry matches after a six-month hiatus. Uh, joined again by Sean O'Sullivan and Barry John Keane. I uh, really appreciate the boys coming on board again for another season, as I, I know all our listeners appreciate it as well. Um, Sean, can you believe it's been it's been six months since we were on here previewing a Kerry match, the, the All-Ireland final back in July? God, I can't. I don't be able to see you, lads. Um... Yeah, it's 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 been a long six months, I suppose, for people in Kerry, football fans in Kerry, Adam. Um, you know, we still look back at that All Ireland final with a lot of regret, as, as I'm sure the players and the management do as well. It's it's definitely one we left after us. We had the opportunities, particularly in the second half, I think, to pull away from Dublin, and we just didn't take them. And you know, if you leave a team like Dublin hanging around, unfortunately, you know, they had that experience of the big day. They obviously had some big name players back in their ranks as well, which helped. And they just pipped us on the day. Look, we weren't far away, but it's it's just, it was also close to being back-to-back All-Irelands for us. But look, time is a healer, I suppose. The players are back at it. The season is, is back on again. Um, the league starts this weekend. So off they go again to see, can they get back to that All-Ireland final day? And, and, and hopefully this time, I suppose, right the wrongs of, of six months ago. Barry John, how have you been keeping? Did you enjoy the club season? I didn't, I suppose. It was tough. No, we were done a few... Um... It was uh, it was it was competitive note to last year. To be fair, like the highs we had from last year, so um, try to so was not match it, like, but try to sustain something. But losing so many fellas, it was tough. Um, there's no denying it. Like um, so like that. I say we we felt the same as a bit of Kerry. I suppose we just wanted the clean slate and to go at it again. Um, so hopefully we'll be training over the next few weeks and we will just have to go again, as they say. Yeah, listen, look, let's get straight into it. Um, I asked our listeners to send in some questions there for a fan Q&A. This is going to be a regular segment that we're going to do hopefully in the next few few weeks as well. So thanks very much for to everyone who sent in questions. Sean, the first one's for you. It comes in from uh, a man called Alan Tobin. He wants to know, is Sean actually retired? <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually know Alan. He's, he's a good friend. We're, uh, we, we have, um, we're both Liverpool fans, so we've... We've met each other over there quite quite a bit. He's a he's a Waterford man living in London, and uh, had a bit of fun with him when when I saw he he put it up on on Twitter. Um, yeah, no, I have I have just talking to Barry John about it off the air there, Adam. I, I decided um, that that I'm done. Um, I hung up the boots for for the club. Um, yeah, just I suppose all good things come to an end, really, Adam. I was telling Barry John the body feels good. I'd say it's just the hunger isn't there anymore. Um, you know, just to, to at 44 years of age now, having played for the senior team and come on for 25, 26 years, like um, it just came to an end and that's it. You know, there's no there's no other way to explain it, really. Um, so I've 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 made peace with my decision. Um, the lads were back training Sunday morning. Can you believe in the middle of storm Aisha, they, they went running and you can imagine back in Cremon how windy it was. And I was texting one of the lads Saturday night. They asked me, it was like coming up for a run. And I said, no, thanks. So uh, no regrets. Um, look, we're a small club. I When I retired from Kerry in 2009, I always made the decision that I was going to go back and give my club as much as I could. Thankfully, I was injury free for a lot of it. So I gave them another 14, 14 years after that. So uh, we didn't have a lot of success. Um, but I think when you come from a small club, uh, the days that we did win something were really, really memorable because they, they weren't that frequent. But 
I think when you come from a small club, it's all about keeping the show on the road, keeping it going. And um, any day you were able to tag out and, and wear the Cremon jersey for me was a, was a proud day. So uh, they have a nice young bunch of players. I'll be there, as I said to them, for any bit of advice they need. Um, and I'll be watching from the sidelines. So hopefully 2024 will be a good year for the lads. Congratulations, Sean, on a, on a very, very long and very uh, stellar career. Fair play to you for keeping the show on the road for so long. Um, it's something that a lot of fellas could never do. So fair play to you for, um, for all the efforts you put in down through the years. It's, uh, it's a serious achievement. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Thank you. So look, the next one, Barry John, is maybe one that you could address. You're kind of stuck in the middle of it from Strand Road's point of view. Um, this is more of a broader point about the number of clubs in the, in the county championship. So this comes in from uh, someone called uh, Roland Landro on Twitter. He says, thoughts on the relentless attack on the Kerry County Championship from those outside the county, numerous hit articles in the paper and motions put forward by meat clubs. So this is in reference to, I suppose, people outside the county questioning the fact that Kerry only have eight senior clubs, which has the knock-on effect of that. Kerry's, will say, ninth best club is competing in, in the Intermediate uh, Club Championship in Munster in the All-Ireland against, you know, maybe the 17th or the 25th or whatever best club in other counties. Uh, what do you make it from your point of view? I mean, it looks like there's going to be more clubs in the county championship pretty soon. Can you understand the criticism, though, from, from other counties? Of course we can, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we slipped out of that um, category this year and it was our neighbour Stacks who won the championship the year before, happened to them as well. So it is cutthroat. Eight is a small number, I suppose. It's very hard to say what number is the right number. Um, 10, 12 maybe, but then is, it, is there a lot of teams then again, you know, and there's not, it's, it's, if you're in it and like you're competing, the year before we won it, it's a great competition. But when you're down the other side of it, I suppose, you can't be, you'll be given up, but you can't either. Like, you know, um, for the outside looking in, like Milton beat Foster this year, and then was it a week later, two weeks later, they lost out to that Cork side. Do And they got to the they got to the final. Um so no, that that hasn't probably happened often the last few years, to be fair. The Kerry sides have probably got out and got far. But um yeah, it's there's loads of pros and cons in I suppose. It's it's very hard to define what will they do because if you fix one of them is it going to have a knock-on effect in the next one and then the next one so um, I don't know I prefer kind of just staying out of it to be honest and leave matters Yeah it's an interesting one because obviously you understand kind of interest of fairness and it's not there's not parity between the different county boards and how they run their championships but I suppose like it's up to Kerry GA to run their competitions how they see fit you know if they if they think mm-hmm. teams are best then you know there's nothing stopping Cork or whatever other county to say that we're going to have eight as well if they're that desperate for their clubs to win the All-Irelands in junior or whatever but they don't because they think it's better to have 16 or they think it's better to have 20 so I understand kind of the the, the frustration but there's no one really to aim at that because it's not Kerry County Board's fault that they want eight teams like that's that's their own right to choose that so what do you think Sean do you think it's going to change this year? Yeah I think I think there's probably room for to have a look at it Adam I think the two things really that Kerry are looking at is, as Barry alluded to, was number one, the number of teams in the senior club championship. That probably could be extended a little bit. I think personally, I think it's a great competition, the senior club championship. Barry's played in it for numerous years with rallies. I definitely think there's scope to extend it. I really do. I mean, you look at our intermediate championship and it's unbelievable. I mean, we had some great games in it last year. It's probably the most difficult competition in Kerry to win. 
Um, so I definitely think they should look at possibly pushing, as Barry said, a number is difficult to, to agree on. But I think you could probably make a case for four of those intermediate teams to be senior and make the senior a 12-team tw- competition. That then would have a, a domino effect in terms of maybe evening things up a little bit as you drop down through the, through the, through the competitions. The second thing that gets a lot of criticism in Kerry is the, is the district boards and the amalgamations. Now, OK, East Kerry are obviously on top at the moment and dominating the county championship. Very similar to the way Dublin dominated the All-Ireland Championship a few years ago, and people were calling for change there to split Dublin in two and so on. But I think disbanding the amalgamations or the districts are, are breaking them up. Now, this is only with possibly my mid-Kerry head on, I think would be uh, a bad thing for Kerry football. Uh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yes, of course, he's career dominating. But my point here is that if clubs in Kerry aren't good enough to beat the district boards, are they good enough then to go on and compete with the best club teams in Ireland in their particular senior competition, for instance? You know, So I think disbanding the amalgamations are ripping them up a little bit. They need, Kerry need to be very careful on that. Another point on that is, for smaller clubs, the likes of Cremans, smaller clubs down in South Kerry's, take a drum at Pierce's who produced Declan O'Sullivan. We got the opportunity to play county championship football where if we were, you know, if, if, if those districts were broken up, we wouldn't have had that opportunity to go and show a Kerry management or show the Kerry public what we could do at the highest level of football in the county. So I think they are the two things at the moment that the Kerry County Board are looking at. I think there's definitely scope for change. But... I would adapt the, the rule or the, the, the mantra, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yes, we had a poor year this year in terms of our clubs on the national stage. The Stowell got to the final. They were probably unlucky. Middletown didn't go any further. Dingle were beaten. I think it just put it down to a bad year. I think we'll bounce back again. So I think from a Kerry County Board perspective, they just need to be sure what they're doing in terms of if they do decide to make change. Yeah, I think Daryl Canada is leading up a committee at the moment, uh, overseeing that whole process and exploring different options. I think there's some, there's some good names on that committee as well, so I'm sure they'll they'll uh, they'll figure it out as as the year goes on. Um, the next question comes in from Dara, and it relates to the big Super Value Parky Cueve uh, controversy of the last week. Uh, Cork County Board came in for heavy criticism when they they sort of leaked information that Parky Cueve was going to be changed to Super Value Park. Obviously, a lot of people in Cork were unhappy that the name of Porter Bocchieve is going to be removed from the stadium. It has brought up this big discussion about naming rights in general and, you know, will other county boards follow suit? Another co- number of county boards have already done it, of course. But I think the difference with Cork was that they completely removed or their plans were to completely remove the O'Cueve name and replace it with Super Value. What Dara wants to know is, uh, will Kerry GEA ever sell the naming rights to their stadium? So, I don't know, Barry John, what do you think? Could you ever see the day when it's, I don't know, Aldi Fitzgerald Stadium or, um, I don't know, Aston Stack Park getting a rename as well. Do you think Kerry GA will go down that road? It's hard to tell because um, if you asked me before this car kind of thing came up, you'd probably say no, but money talks as well, I suppose. Um, you can give out about Dublin, got had their run or whatever. And of course, look, they had unbelievable players, but they worked from the way up. You need money to do that, to get the management in, to get the juveniles the best of everything. So, like if, if there's a bit of a famine in a place and someone's offering something to push it, it's hard to say no at a higher level. Like, of course, people, the public probably don't want to, for that to change. But look at the way that soccer's run. Like it's money, money, money. Um, sometimes it does work out. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, we're an amateur sport, so maybe I'd be forward to keep it the way the way it is. 
Um, you can see why the Cork fellas are probably, uh, whatever way, it did go disappointed. But um, time will tell, I suppose. Time will tell. What do you reckon, Sean? Is there, are there some things that are kind of a bit sacrosanct? You know, like, just imagine in the Fitzgerald Stadium now, um, outside my back window here, named after Dick Fitzgerald, you know, a great hero of Kerry GAA. I don't know. Could you like? I'd like to think Kerry J wouldn't go down that road of completely removing the names. I, I, to be fair, now Kerry J are maybe a different kind of example because they always tend to have money in the bank. It seems, and they, they seem to, you know, Cork J are obviously in a lot of debt after building, rebuilding their stadium. So, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Adam. Cork are in a different set of circumstances in terms of Parky Cueve redevelopment. Is I think there, I think there was a figure banded around about thirty million in debt or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. You can understand absolutely why the Cork County Board entered into those discussions with Super Value. Without a doubt, the mistake they made was they completely upset the uh, O'Queeve family in terms of that they were going to get rid of that man's name. The family were upset, I think, was it his grandson or great-grandson or something, um, was very vocal on, on Twitter. Even Michal Martin came out. You know, I mean, that's how upset Cork people got. And you can understand why. Um, if they had just maybe looked at the possibility of a super value O'Queef Park kind of thing, then I think the reception might have been a little bit better. But then you have super value who are going, coming in to obviously give the money. And maybe they wanted the whole naming rights to be super value park. You know, we don't know what went on behind closed doors. In terms of Kerry, yes, they're in a different situation where there's no debt on any stadiums. But I would never say never, Adam. I mean, county boards... You see now how much it costs to run teams every year. And I'm talking about hurling football all the way down from development squad up to senior. It's absolutely crazy money. It's getting harder and harder, more expensive each year, particularly in a county like Kerry, who are getting to All-Ireland finals or close enough to All-Ireland finals every year. Barry, you know yourself the cost that goes into a senior team to run it from January all the way nearly to, well, it's different now. You're finished in, in July, August, but... It's crazy money. So I would never say never. You know, I'm hearing reports that the pitches over in Kearns are in a poor state. It's things like that that might need to be redeveloped. There's talks about putting the Kerry ladies over into Kearns now as well. So they might need to develop more fields over there. So you can never say never, Adam, because county boards are always looking for to make money. Sorry, not to make money. They're looking for money to fund the teams, to go back into the teams. So yes, you'd like to think that we are sacrosanct down here, but uh, especially in modern times, you know, where everything is so expensive, I, I would never say never. And you could have something like a sponsor, Fitzgerald Stadium, or a sponsor, Austin Stack Park. I wouldn't rule it out. The one thing I could maybe see um, would be a Kerry Group involvement in it somehow, because obviously Kerry Group are the main sponsors for Kerry since, you know, as far back as sponsors were allowed, really, or a sponsorship was available. So, And I think that Kerry Group have such, I suppose, I think supporters have such a positive um, perception of Kerry Group that it wouldn't be, if it was Super Value, for example, it'd be a different matter. Not that Super Value or there's anything wrong with them or anything like that. They're a great Irish company, but Kerry Group have such a high standing within the county. Could you see Kerry Group Fitzgerald Stadium? I don't think it wouldn't be the same kind of outrage we're seeing in the past couple of weeks for for the Cork situation, certainly. I think that that's the one thing that the one avenue maybe that you could maybe see it happening. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great point, Adam. Kerry Group are you know they they're just synonymous with Kerry football and even like you know 
I can't think of too many inter-county teams that have their county name across the front of their jersey. Do you know what I mean? That you, you it's, it's just so re- relatable every time you see the Kerry jersey. It has Kerry group across the front of it in that, in their, in that branding that they have that's so recognisable. So definitely, I think, could be something like that that, that, that they might look at. And, but then again, Kerry group, you know, they, they've, they support Kerry football in so many other ways. You know, would they stretch their, their resources to, 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 to uh, to be named after a stadium, we don't know, but definitely it's it's a thought without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And the other side is like, would they even really would they want to like would they want to go down that road? Because you see, for example, on the Kerry jerseys, obviously the logo is front and center, but in the last few years, other areas of the jersey have opened up so that you can now have a sponsor on the back across the back of the jersey. You can have a logo on both sleeves. Kerry haven't gone down that road. Uh, some counties have the same sponsor on the front and back. I'm sure if they wanted to come along and say, Kerry Group said, well, we want the name on the back and we want some icon on the sleeve or whatever, they could do that, but they haven't done that. I think that the relationship goes back so far and there's probably so much respect and so much, you know, it's such a kind of collaborative thing. Maybe they wouldn't even want to go down the road of of potentially getting any any blowback from supporters and might not be their style at all. And it, kind of the evidence maybe suggests it isn't their style. So or look, we'll see what pans out. Maybe it might be a few years before it comes up again. So look, the next question uh, and the last question in our fan Q&A comes in from Peter Ward on Twitter. This is football related. Uh, he asks, which players put their hands up in the McGrath Cup for Kerry? So a good few players got their debut uh, th- this past month, Barry John. Um, have any of them stood out to you so far? To be honest, no. I actually only watched the, the McGrath Cup finals last day. Um, I've seen a few clips of the other games and there wasn't much to take. Look, um they were it was a limerick. They had two massive wins like that. Mm-hmm. You couldn't take much away from it. Um, overall, I suppose from the the county championship, which Sean alluded to already, was was poor enough this year. Um, I suppose Dar Roach has been there already, but he's probably he probably deserves another chance. Um, the best I've probably seen between club and the few games that I've seen in the McGrath Cup is probably Dylan Ganey from Dingle. Um, he's probably the most exciting forward mm-hmm. coming in. Um, in the intermediate, I, I, Burke, Burke was good. Um, Evans, Evans for McCary, I like him as well. But look, as we know, there's a big difference between club, then county championship, then McGrath Cup, National League, and then championship is nearly five different levels. Like, so look, Jack is going to give a few fellas a go, of course, but, um, nothing really standing out to be, I think, anyway, Sean might have a different view on that. No, I, I, I jotted down exactly the same guys. Um, Barry, I was lucky enough to do uh, co-commentary on, on the Tipperary and, and Limerick games for Clubber. Um, so I, I got to see them up close and personal, which was great. Look, I know he's obviously been there before, but I think a big plus from the McGrath Cup has been Joe O'Connor. Um, geez, he looks so fit, lads. And, you know, I, I, I maybe I'm being a bit um, harsh on Joe here by saying this. Sure, he won't mind me saying it. Maybe I'm sure he doesn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, I would have questioned his skill level, and in, and and I was actually very, very um, impressed with his kicking during the same. I was same, Sean. Exact same. He kicked the I, ball way more in the last three games. Way than more, did. Yeah, way yeah. more. And I mean, I'm even talking about his breakthrough year with Stacks when they won the county championship. I can't remember the man kicking the ball that often. He 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 was a real ball carrier through the middle of the field. Barry, you obviously see him up close and personal. From yeah, the I know I didn't name him because, of course, he was he's been there already. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I was only talking to a few of the sex for the last. Day. He looks very like he's he's humongous, but he looks very trimmed, lean. But he's he all he usually either go on a run or he 
punch a hole with a little hand pass and go again, but he's actually just, he's popping it. And yeah. it's, it looks fluent, to be fair to him. Like, it looks like he's worked on it. Big and time. Yeah. Ball in is, is, is a forwards ball. It's not 50-50. It's been put out where they want it. Like, so that's a massive thing for just himself and for Kerry, of course, but for himself, probably more importantly. Huge, yeah. And I think, I think by Joe being in with Kerry <clears throat> and training two, three nights a week with, with you know, in games where you're expected to be at a certain skill level. I think that's brought him on immensely. Um, yeah, absolutely agree with with, um, with with Barry in terms of um, Killian Burke. I think he offers Kerry something different. They've been playing him on the wing. Maybe a possibility that he could play inside. He offers you something completely different that Kerry don't have. I think Sean O'Brien from Beaufort has been quite good. Um, started wing back against Tip. And played both the Limerick game and the Cork game midfield. I think he's quite effective. He's injury free. I think he'll get a crack during the league. Uh, Keith Evans was another guy, an impact sub. I'll get to that point in a minute. Killian Splan, I think, is starting to show a little bit, lads. It's a big year for Killian. I mean, there's a corner forward spot up for grabs there in that team. I think Killian's this year for Killian, he has to go and grab it with both hands. He's starting to show. I thought he had a good first half against Cork the other day. And Dylan Ganey, for me, has been the the outstanding forward of the McGrath Cup. He's a scoring forward, let's. And I, I, don't, I don't usually do stats, but I just want to throw something at you here and, and, and see what you think of this. Going back to last year, now, I'm not going to go through all the games because, look, the first game, Tipperary, big win, player a big win. But I'm just going to go from the first um, group game against Mayo all the way to the final. And what I did was I just went with what our half-forward scored from play and what we got off the bench. So we scored 17 points against Mayo. We got two from play from our half-forwards, zero from the bench. We got 114 against Cork. We got four from play from our half-forwards, zero from the bench. A big win over Loud. We got 1-4 from our half-forwards, zero from the bench. Against Tyrone, we got 1-5 from our half-forwards, one from the bench from play. And in the final against Dublin, one from play from our half forwards and one from our subs. So like that screams of we need to find scoring half forwards and we need impact off the bench. And I think that needs to be a huge area for Jack and the management uh, to have a look at in the league this year. We need to unearth scoring half forwards and scoring guys from the bench. And look, don't get me wrong. The carry half forwards, we know the game has changed. They work extremely hard. The Burns, the Darren Minahans, the Adrian Spillans, they do thankless amount of work around the field. Not taking that away at all. But we're going to have to start getting a better scoring return from them because, as we saw in the All-Ireland final, David Clifford, Sean O'Shea, Paddy Clifford, there's going to be days where the lads are just bottled up and we're going to try and find those scores from somewhere else. And I think that needs to be a major, major uh, area of focus going into the league. Yeah, that's a great point, Sean. Um, and I think you can see in the the half forwards that Jack has brought in or the forwards options that he has brought in and given them plenty of minutes as well. I think he recognises that as well. I think he thinks that there probably is time to to try something new. Um, you know, the same guys have been there in half forwards. And like you said, they're all very good players, but when the inside forwards aren't clicking, you need someone else to put the ball over the bar. And I think that's why Dylan Ganey has been so promising in the McGrath Cup. I think he's a savage footballer. He's so skillful. He's a, he's a serious passer, 
So if he is out the pitch, he can he can spray the ball around. But if he gets close to goal, he can drop his shoulder and 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 he can take his goal or he can take his point. Um, I think he's a really good chance of of getting you know a good few minutes in the league. Um, Burke as well. Um, like I think fans are excited about Burke because he has so many attributes that are kind of carrier crying out for. He's he can score obviously. He can run with the ball. He's very strong for his for his age. He's he's very big for his age. Um, he has all the tools as well, and he's very versatile as well, Sean, as you as you touched on as well. I think Sean O'Brien as well, Sean, who you mentioned there. I think Sean O'Brien had a very good McGrath Cup, considering it was his first minutes for for the seniors. Like, and I know from not that you get much out of the, out of the senior panel, but I know from talking to one or two guys that he has been doing well. Like that, he they're kind of going like this guy is actually a, he's a proper footballer. Like so, like that, like Burke, he has the size. He's big. He's he's already built almost like a, an intercounty footballer, and he's only older under twenties. Like so. He's an option. Um, we might talk a bit later about who we think is going to start um, this weekend, but he's definitely one who's put his hand up, I think. So listen, thanks very much to, to all the fans for sending in questions. Uh, like I said, we'll do that again uh, in the weeks to come. Let's talk about the National League that gets underway uh, this weekend. Would it be fair to say, Barry John, that Kerry's expectations should be a bit higher for the league this year than they, they were last year? Yeah, I suppose, look, you probably want to improve every year anyway. Um Look, it's like like we said last year, Foster had had a, a good run of it again this year. So, do you give Dave and Potty the break, or they're going to be thrown in straight away between playing with East Kerry and then getting to the final with um with Fossa? Um, I know they probably two boys want to play every game anyway, but if you're going to try to go out and give the league a good rattle, you're going to probably try and put in your best players. So, are you leaving out fellas then that you want to try out? There's probably five or six or seven fellas that will probably need game time to see if they're up to the the standard. Um, no, I think like Derry Derry's a, a great first game to have. Um, now I don't know they have the, the the lads that were playing the weekend, but um, like the semi final was very good last year. Um, I really enjoyed it, and with Mickey Hart now involved, just a few like uh, Jim McGuinness is back, so there is a bit of there is a bit more kind of energy back into the league again. Um, like Dublin, of course, will try out a few, but. No, it'll be interesting. I'm actually, I, I after after the weekend, I've been saying, geez, I think Derry are going to be good. Not just because Mickey Hart and this year, I think they did everything so good last year. They just, I don't know, you could say you, they didn't see it out, but they're just the shot, their shots in the second half. It wasn't like them the all year the way they were doing. Maybe it was pressure from Kerry, but I think they're up in that hunting pack, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm looking forward to the league. I'm looking forward to the league. But I think Kerry, Jack, as Sean, you know, Jack, I'm not saying he doesn't take the league serious, but it's a good stepping stone for like a little. It's good for the old confidence of fellas coming through, like Killian Splan there now, who's he's done a lot for Kerry, but uh, he's twenty eight now this year. If he wants to kick on, it's a nice little place for him to just say, "All right, I am good enough to match it with the likes of Dave and Paul." There's a spot there. Um, the league, like if you can do it in the league against the good teams, you'll be able to rattle the championship. That's from where, where I'm looking from when I was playing anyway. Um, so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It is interesting because I think last year going into the league, look, there was lots of mitigating factors. We were told very early on that the players weren't uh, at the level of conditioning that they would normally be at the start of the year. Jack was very much tempering expectations and saying, look, it's going to be a bit of a slog this year in the league that we're, we're gearing up for later in the year. This year is slightly different. Obviously, you have the Cliffords, Barry John, as you said. Um, a lot of guys probably would have had more of an off-season and more of a proper pre-season this year. They certainly look a bit fitter this time or at this stage of this year than they did at the same stage of last year. But I think, Sean, what's interesting about the league this year is that I think Kerry's fixtures 
are a little more kind than they were last year. So they got four home games as opposed to four away games last year and they had four tough away games last year. But on the flip side of that, you've Dublin Derry got promoted. So the league is actually more competitive, if that makes sense. But the fixtures might might play into Kerry's hands a small bit. I don't know what you think about that. First of all, very spot on. Like Jack will be hoping that, you know, to use the league for guys to really take an opportunity and grab their chance for championship. That's what it's all about. It's a, it's a, it's an audition for the championship, like that's what you're doing. And if there's a jersey there that you feel you can get your hands on, there's no better place to show us. You know, you're at the top table of the league football. In fact, some people would say league football is, is nearly better than championship at the moment, you know, until the, the latter stage of the championship anyway. So it's a great opportunity for fellas to go in and have a right crack at it. I think Jack will be, even though he won't come out and preach it uh, and scream it from the rooftops, I think he'll be. I think he'll have one eye and going all the way in the league. To be honest, because as you said, Adam, they're in a completely different place than they, than they were this time last year going into the league. You're right. Um, it's your home games. You've got to be. You've got to be winning your home games. If you can win your home games and pick up a few points in a way, you've a great opportunity to go into the to the league final. So Kerry's home games this year are Derry on Saturday. They're at home to Mayo. They're at home to Tyrone and they're at home to Galway. Like, I mean, okay, tough fixtures on paper, without a doubt, tough, tough games. But Kerry at home are just a, a different animal. You'd think that possibly come the Mayo game that you'd have the Cliffords back at that stage. You know, I don't think they're even back in training yet. I don't know, maybe I, I could stand corrected there. Tom Sullivan is just back on the panel. Um, so by the time Mayo roll into town, into Austin Park, uh, I think it's February the 17th, you know, Kerry should be in a good place at that stage and you'll be hoping that they have six, sorry, four points on the board with a win against Derry at home and a win away at Monaghan, which won't be easy, but they're well capable of doing it. So if you have Monaghan, I see if you have Mayo coming to town and you've, you could be going for three wins in your first three games, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're in a, you have a good, good standing then in the league to drive on. You're away to Dublin, at home to Tyrone, away to Roscommon and home to Galway. So, they're all winnable games, without a doubt. They're tough on paper, but uh, I, I think Jack will have will have one eye on, on going the whole way in the league this year, definitely. Yeah, I think he might as well. I think, well, if you go back to 2022, which was obviously Harry's most impressive of the past two seasons that they've had, they were brilliant in the league. And you could tell from day one they were going out to win it and there was no such thing as holding back. It was like laying down a marker. Now, do they need to do that again? Maybe they don't. I think he'd probably learn from last year and the peaks and troughs of the new format and when's it's best time to peak and all that kind of stuff. But as Barry John says, like and Sean, you touched on it there, the Cliffords were not really 100% sure. I think they might be very recently back in training. Yeah, yeah. All piled done. And the fact that they weren't, didn't get any minutes against Cork the last day would suggest to me that they're maybe a week or two away. It'd be surprising, for example, now if he threw them both in from the start the next day. I, I, I couldn't see that happening. So... Yeah, like it is a kind of a balancing act between, you know, trying to get points on the board and, and giving fellas minutes and giving fellas a rest that need it. But if I can just put you on the spot a little bit, lads, um, obviously looking at the eight teams that are in, it's a very competitive uh, first uh, Division One this year. Who do you see making the final this year, Barry Jan? Uh, I, I can say Dublin this year, can I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right in saying yeah, you're that, fine this year. You're fine this year. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, did any of us? Did any of us get it right? I, did I go for Armagh last? Sean did. Sean did. Sean, give Sean the credit. Sean, Sean, Mayo to win it last. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think like like I said, there the eight teams are very strong. I know Sean said Kerry should be getting over most teams, but on paper they're very. It's they're close games. Like it's like a 
two super eight teams of two fours like have a, a strong a strong hold. Um, Derry and Dublin coming back up. It's hard to tell with Kerry. Are they going to have everyone back? Derry are probably similar. Like how many were playing yesterday? Four or five for that yeah. team. Like they're going to give them you know a break. Um, most teams are probably in the same situation as in Trino fellas, you know. Um, but like you said, the first, the main thing is the first two or three games. Can you get points on the board? Because even after three games, you could be looking at right, we're going for the league, or else we need to stay up. It's it's very tight, like. So there is, yeah. The first two games, I suppose you want to be getting two out of four. You'd want to be getting two out of four. Um, four out of six in the first three. I think Kerry, you is it's only a final, is it? Yeah, it's a final. Yeah. Kerry and Kerry and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Galway. I don't know why, but I'm gonna go Galway. Kerry and Galway. That's yeah. yeah. I went. I went for exactly the same. I went. I went Kerry and Galway to be in the final. I think Galway. I don't know. There's some. The the Joyce will be disappointed with last year how it finished up. Um, obviously. Shane Walsh got a bit of a rest now as well after Kilmacud going out in the All-Ireland semi-final. Um, they played an absolutely un- very young team against Roscommon in the FPD final, so I would read nothing into that. Roscommon won handy, but I'd read nothing into it. It was like a development squad uh, that played that game. Um, I just fancy Galway to have a good league. I think Joyce will put a lot into the league. I think it'll be Kerry and Galway finalists. I think Kerry will win it. My dark horses are Roscommon. And purely from the fact that that was an excellent performance yesterday from St. Bridget's. Like, oh. it really was. It really was. And I mean, how they lost that game. They must be, geez, they must be, they must be really crying into their points up there this evening. Like, because they had that so under control. And I know we'll talk about it later about Glass's influence in the last 10 minutes. And, but man, they, Bridget's will be ruined. But anyway, I think for us common dark horses, I really do. I think they're, they're a coming. They're a coming team. I like the way they play football. Ben O'Carroll is a superb player in the corner, and I think Monaghan will probably struggle. I think Monaghan might struggle. I know we often say this about Monaghan, and they surprise us every year. But I think they'll finally fall through the trap door this year. Anyway, that's that's my that's my predictions. Anyway, Adam. Well, the thing about Monaghan is that Rory Began, sure he's off. He's gone, yeah. Trying to get into the NFL. He's a massive player for them, and I, I was uh, listening to an interview with him today, and. By the way he's talking, he won't be back until the end of March regardless. And I'd say if it goes well, he might never be back. By the way, guys, now that you're talking about it, I've gone big into the NFL. Uh, we used to be inside a training and Donaghy and Quirk used to be on about it, Barry John, and I used to just zone out. Now, they'd been mainly on about basketball, but I used to zone out. But I am really got into the NFL and my team this year that I've been following since the start of the season, the Detroit Lions. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're in the divisional final. So anyway, sorry, Adam, gone off on a tangent there. You're a good man to pick a team at the start of the season, Sean. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I did ask you to pick dark horses as well, but I was looking through the the A teams, and it's actually very hard to pick a dark horse. Ross Common are a good show because, like, there are so many good teams. Like you can't yeah. say that. Like Galway finished the league, finished the championship very badly last year, and I, I, I like the two E. I actually had them down as a finalist as well. I think they, they're they're going to have to have a big year. Uh, they're going to have to react to what happened in the championship. But obviously, you couldn't call them a dark horse because they they, they finished runners up in the league last year and like they got to the final they all earned the year before. So, dark horse is a tough one. But I, I think yeah, like I I think three of us went for Kerry and Galway uh, for relegation. I think like that man will struggle as well because uh, Bacon's a very important player, especially in the league there where it could be you could have a couple of low scoring games and 
he's a fella that comes forward and kicks long range frees. You know, he's obviously a very important player for them. Um, and along with that, I'm a bit slow to say it, uh, but I don't know. Tyrone, I think Tyrone might be under pressure. Like if we think Ross Cameron are going to have a good season, who else is going to go man? And then it could be very tight. But like you're looking at Mayo, like are, are Mayo going to get relegated? Did you be surprised? Like I know they they had a bad a bad bad end to the year last year, but surely they they won't get relegated after winning it last year. And yeah, Sean. And Mayo love the league like they really do. Like they, Kevin McStay will say again otherwise, but they love the league and they're always hopping in the league. Like very early on, they're always hopping and they're, you know. And I know they had a bit of an upset in the FBD losing to London, but again, wouldn't read much into it. So I don't think I, I wouldn't have Mayo as as relegation. It's two down, isn't it? Two down, yeah. Yeah, Monaghan, Tyrone. Yeah, you just wouldn't know what Tyrone. You just don't know what them like. They're they're again. They're not a team that would have put huge emphasis on the league. You know, they would have been just, you know, just getting ready for the Ulster Championship. But as Barry said there, like, if you drew a line through those eight teams and separated them into two groups of four, they, 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 they're brilliant games, like. They're brilliant. The league, is a, the league is a brilliant product, like. And I hate using the word product because it's an amateur game and all that. But it's, it's just the league is where it's at. And you're just so looking forward to next weekend to get started. And I'm not just talking about Division One. All four divisions, yes, of course, as you go down, the quality mightn't be as good as Division One, obviously. But there's always upsets in the league. It goes down to the last day in divisions. Fellas step up that you, you know, mightn't have not heard. You mightn't have not heard of them, but fellas that you know might jump, you know, out at out at you from watching league games that you wouldn't have necessarily known a lot about. So the league is a, is a, is a brilliant competition, and really looking forward to getting started. Yeah, it's great. And you know what it is? And we're not going to get dragged into a discussion about championship structures and all the rest of it, but it's pretty simple. Like, you teams of a similar level playing against each other. It's not rocket science. It's why no one's looking forward to the Munster Championship. Like, it's because there's teams of the same level playing against each other. That's why the league is so so successful and so enjoyable. So, look, we'll move on to the Derry match. Um, I want to start with Mickey Hart because I wanted to get your opinion, first of all, on his move to Derry. Um, being a Tyrone man, their neighbouring counties, their rivals in Ulster, I thought it was a, a strange enough one. Barry John, like what like could you see could you see that coming like a few years ago for, for Mickey Hart to cross the border there and into into Derry against one of his or to, to manage one of his biggest rivals? Look, there's there's both sides to it, I suppose. He did so much for Tyrone. Um don't think he could have done any more. Like he stayed on for maybe I wouldn't say a bit too long, but it was it was time to revamp and get someone in. And unfortunately when they went, the new fellas that came in won it that year, which I suppose he's competitive. So, of course, he's going to be delighted for a group that went on and won it. But there's going to be a part of him that, all right, I had that team for four or five years and we won that. And now they've just got over the line. So, do you wash your hands with it and say, look, this is after coming now. Derry are the next, like, they're they're coming. Like, there's no there's no doubt about it. Um, someone comes after him. Like, he loves the game. There's no doubt there. Are your Sean Cabin as these kind of fellas that are soldiers with him going to be disappointed 100%. But like, if I'm a Derry player, Jesus, you're, you're, you're going to be like, from, from for a team that haven't won much and now they know they're coming and you're getting Mickey Hart in that was probably one of the best managers with Jack O'Connor the last 20 years and of course Jim Gavin, like you're going to be like, yeah, let's go, let's go. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I seen a funny picture, was it the, I'm not sure, the Ulster 
uh, McGrath Cup kind of this call, but Jim McGuinness and himself shaking hands, having an old laugh, like, but you just, you just know something was being said there and all, but um, no, it's good. I, I, it makes it interesting. It makes it interesting. Um, I wouldn't like to be on either side when I say if Derry meets Tyrone in the championship, it could be hostile enough, but uh, look, it is what it is. It is what it is. What do you reckon, Sean? Were you surprised by that move? And personally, obviously, you would have come up against Mickey Hart teams uh, a good bit. Did you ever have any personal dealings with him or, or what kind of character was he like? No, ne- never never met the man, never never been in the same room as him, to be honest with you, Adam. Um, I've only heard the stories, you know, of what, as, as Barry John said, he's just football mad, football driven. I was surprised that he's... I wasn't... Look, when he when he left Tyrone and took the loud job, I don't think that was surprising because you looked at that and said, right, well, he's he's left Ulster. He's gone down into Loud, which isn't too far from, from, from Ulster, but different province. You know, he obviously saw Loud as a bit of a... as a project, maybe, you know, up and coming. Could he do something with them, get them up a few divisions in the league? So he was on a... He was on a, a winner there, really, from day one because the loud people embraced him. He wasn't causing any friction up in the north by going to another Ulster team, and any improvement he made with loud was going to be seen as a great achievement. You know, going to Derry, I think, you know, will irk a lot of guys up there. They won't come out and pu- probably publicly say it. Maybe, maybe a few of them have, um, but. As, as Barry John mentioned there, the Owen Mulligans, the Cavaners, these fellas, that probably wouldn't sit well with them. But Hart, in fairness to him, he sees he sees a good team in Derry that are very, very, very close. Very close. I think he's going to bring something different to them. I think he'll probably try and maybe play a more attacking style of football. They put up another big score at the weekend in the McKenna Cup final against Donegal. In fact, if you go through all the McKenna Cup games, they're putting up good scores. So I think he'll probably look at the All-Ireland semi-final defeat last year to Kerry and feel that maybe it was in front of goals that they came up short. And I think he'll bring that with him. So I think he sees he sees a good opportunity to possibly win an All-Ireland with Derry. And at the end of the day, Mickey Hart, yes, he's Tyrone true and true and always will be. But he's a football man true and true. And if he has an opportunity to bring a team up the Hogan steps, up the, up the steps of the Hogan stand again to lift the Sam Maguire and, and put it down in his CV that he lifted another one, I, I, I'm not sure it'll bother him who it is, but I think he sees a great opportunity with this Derry team. They're, they're really coming. And uh, if he feels he's that missing piece to get them over the line, let's see. They're, 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 a, real, uh, they're a real team to be reckoned with. Are they, like Kerry and Cork, are, are Derry and Tyrone that same? I don't... There would be that, Barry. Yeah, I think uh, Tyrone and Armagh would be more fierce rivals up there because they're very close to each other on the, on the border, aren't they? Um Whereas probably Derry aren't as, uh, I suppose it's not as um, as. Well, they, they, w- they wouldn't have been as successful anyway in in the, in the past twenty years. Like <laughs> they wouldn't have been, you know, in the same division most of the time, you know. Exactly, Tyrone wouldn't have come up against Derry whole pile bar the Ulster Championship, and I suppose Tyrone would have been that stronger force. But now it's but kind of flipped, you know. As, are they kicking up just because the last two or three years Derry are competitive and maybe passing them out? Maybe you could say in Ulster. Like four years, if it was four or five years ago, and Derry were the team they were, I don't think there'd be much of a kick up. It probably not a laughing matter, but they'd be like, "What's he going down there for?" That's 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 my point. Hart has our heart sees that this is Derry's the place to be. Like they they have the reigning club champions. They probably have one of the best midfielders in the in the country in Connor Glass. They have one of the best forwards in McGuigan, McKinless, McKeag, uh, Orn Lynch in goals. So Hart hasn't gone there just to annoy Tyrone people. He, 
the man sees in All Ireland. Like that's why he's gone. An Ulster Championship man in All Ireland. So to, I, I get your point. If if Derry were languishing in Division Three and hadn't won an Ulster title or been next or near an All Ireland semi final final in the last four or five years, nobody would be saying anything. But the fact he's gone there just shows you that he sees there's something there that he feels that he can get them over the line. You know. With regards to how Derry might line up this weekend, I'm just looking at their team there that they played in the McKenna Cup final against Donegal, which they won. It's still pretty strong, even though they're obviously missing the Glenfellas. So, like Warren Lynch in goal, you've McCaig there, McCluskey, McKinless, McCrogan, Brendan Rogers, uh, the Cassidy's, uh, Shane McGuigan in the full forward line. So they're they're strong this time of year. Like, you know, you touched on it there, the Glen won the county final, or the All-Ireland final yesterday uh, up in Crow Park. We have to mention Connor Glassleds. I couldn't get over. I mean, obviously, we all know he's a great player, but I don't know. Were you watching it, Sean? Glass was just immense in the last 15 minutes of that game. Oh, he won it for him, sure. He won it for him, Adam. Um, they played poorly, uh, Glenn. They, they played very poorly. And that's why I'm saying earlier on, Bridgets will be just kicking themselves. They were in control. Obviously, don't know what the goal he was at towards the end, why he was that far off his line and defending a free kick. Look, things happen so fast in a game, you just don't know. Glass took the goal very well. Maybe the keeper was unsighted because um, he did. You know, he just drove it really, and it, it just flew past the keeper. He, he he didn't even see it. But it was Glass that pulled him over the line. He really did. I think he kicked a monster point. He got the goal. He started cleaning up around the middle of the field. It's as if he woke up. It's as if when he woke up, Glenn woke up in the last ten minutes, and 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 they got over the line. But uh, he's a, he's a class act. Uh, he seems like a real stand-up character. I listened to an interview with off the ball after, and he was just. You know, you can even see his emotions after the game. And look, I know a lot of that was probably stimming back to last year and the way they lost the final and so on. But he just seems like a real great guy. And the fact that he he returned from Australia and has just thrown everything in with Glenn and, and Derry, you know, it's, it's it's a massive boost to both of those teams. And he's, yeah, look, if you were picking a if you were picking a best fifteen in Ireland at the moment, he's he's one of your midfielders, like, and he's. He's just a real leader for them as well. And uh, certainly he was yesterday in the last quarter of an hour for, for Glenn when they really needed him. Yeah, he's an unbelievable player. And uh, he's due a good rest now, I'd say, after the last couple of years. But down, I don't think he's missed many matches or anything like that in the last two years. So, uh, And Kerry fans will be glad if he doesn't turn up on, on Saturday, that's for sure, in Aston Stack Park. So, listen, let's move on to Kerry and how they might line out. I'm going to read out the team that they fielded in the McGrath Cup just to start us off. So... Shane Ryan in goal, Graham O'Sullivan, Jason Foley and Dylan Casey in the full-back line. Reno Bugliak, Paul Murphy and Armin Heinrich in the half-back line. Midfield, Joe O'Connor and Sean O'Brien. And then the forwards, Ronan Buckley, Dylan Ganey, Killian Burke. And then the inside forward line, Killian Spillane, Sean O'Shea and Darren Moynan. So I'll, I'll go through that there, lads. I think there's probably a number of guys who you'd say are probably guaranteed to start at this stage of the year. If they're uh, if they're available, as I said, so look, obviously you say Shane Ryan will will start. You'd imagine Graham uh, looks very fit. I think Graham O'Sullivan looks like a, a different man this year than he did, you know, last year. He was brilliant in twenty twenty two, but I felt last year maybe he never really we never saw the best of him really. Uh, but he looks he looks fit. He looks lean. Um, he looks ready to go. Uh, Jason Foley obviously will will you'd imagine is going to start. Bruno Bioglia has, has done pretty well. I think the the bits we've seen him so far. Paul Murphy there for a bit of experience, maybe. Joe O'Connor has been, as Sean, you touched on there, Joe has been absolutely top class. I know it's the McGrath Cup and two of those games are very handy, but he just looks like the fittest man in the pitch. He looks like the leanest man in the pitch. He looks hungry. 
obviously he's making up for last time after missing the last season with um with that ACL injury. So I think he'll start. Dylan Ganey, I don't know. Do you think I think he might have done enough to 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 nail down a starting position for this game? I think he's like he scored a goal in two games. He's looked very lively, and I think that he's the one new fella that probably has done enough to 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 guarantee. I think a start on Saturday, and then the full forward line. Maybe Killian Splan, he kicked three good points in the first half of the last day against Cork, all off his left foot. That's good to see him looking sharp. And then Sean O'Shea inside in the full forward line. Um, who do you think will fill in the other places there, Sean or Barry John? Either of you can come in here, like Dylan Casey play cornerback. Um, you've Thomas Sullivan maybe to come back in there. Like there's options all of a sudden now for, for the dairy again. Yeah, look, I just jotted down quickly the 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 team that I think will start. Um You've just touched on them there, Shane and goals. I think Graham will start corner. I think Jason will start full. I think Dylan Casey will get the nod. Um, Adam, look, he's started every game so far. He's done nothing wrong. Um, he loves getting forwards, doesn't he? Jeez, he, he, he absolutely loves driving forward. Um, and I know, look, his number one job is to defend. But my God, the amount of times he finds himself up in the opposition half of the field which is great you know because he's got obviously got the legs and to get up and down the field which is great so I think he'll get the nod I think Obeglia will start I think they'll keep Paul Murphy at six for now uh, just to kind of spearhead that defence the bit of um, experience as you said I think they might go with Gavin White on the other wing I think they might just bring Gavin back in I know Mm -hmm. he's been eased back in but he's with every game he's played more minutes and I think they might need that little bit of experience as well um, just in that half-back line. So I think Gavin will probably get the nod there. I think Sean O'Brien will get the nod to partner Joe in midfield, uh, Adam. I think he's done enough in the league. I think mm-hmm. he has. I think he'll get the start anyway. Dylan Ganey, for me, has to start. He's been our most impressive forward in the McGrath Cup. Either side of him is 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 difficult to call. I think Darren Minehan probably will get the start out in the wing. Um, and I went for Killian Burke on the other wing, just purely from the fact that I hear he's been going well in training and he wasn't brilliant against Cork in the McGrath Cup final, but I think he did enough uh, while he was on the field just to to warrant to start the next night. And Jack is one to go and have a look at these guys and no better place to throw them in. And I agree with you with the two inside, Killian and Shawnee Shea. In that other spot really is up for grabs. Does Dara Roach get in? As Barry mentioned, does he get another crack? I know that in a couple of games, they played Michal Burns in there. And he he did okay actually inside in the corner. I know it's his, probably not his natural position, but he's a good ball winner, Michal. So he might be an option, or maybe he goes out and Darrell Minehan starts inside or something like that. So that's what I went with. It's difficult enough to call. Um, things can happen in training. Fella, fella could have a good week this week, having maybe not you know played that well against Cork, and he might you know they might put their hand up. The bench against Cork was pretty decent. Tom O'Sullivan is back. Uh, Dimmer O'Connor is back. Uh, is it a bit soon for, for them to win yet? Maybe. So, look, that's what I went to it. I could be close. I could be way off. We'll, we'll see Saturday evening or Friday night, sorry, when they name it. Yeah, yeah. Barry John, what do you make of Sean O'Shea inside full forward? Do you think that he's in there because David Clifford isn't playing and he wants a presence in there? Or do you think he's actually looking at this as an option for 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 competitive games? The scenario I'd probably give is if you if you watched a bit of last year himself and, I don't know, David was kind of being man-marked and he'd, he'd kind of just come out and Sean, he'd sneak back kind of in and he got a few scores over the championship. If you if you watched a few clips back, he got one or two against Dublin. Um, even the previous year, he's finding himself with a mismatch with maybe John Small bringing someone in, you know, that's not suited there where David 
the probably taking one or two bodies with him, and he's not, he's not, he's not want, he doesn't want the ball at all. He knows Sean he's going, or else he does get it, drops the shoulder, that that one of the left leg, then just goes from anywhere. Um, they kicked a few in the first half yesterday, um, two or three outside of the boots. Uh, it would probably three scenarios. He'll either win it, he'll break it down to someone. Or he'll just he'll just go wide. He never actually you have rarely seen him being beat for a uh, for a ball. To be fair to him, even when he plays club level midfield, like he could be going on Dave Moore or anyone, he's always there. Like he never gets cut out. So maybe they're just throwing him in the sea. Are they saving his legs maybe a bit because he's one of the more influential player and he's back playing? And they just said we'll just throw you in full rather than doing a bit of donkey work on the forty with the weather it is and everything. Maybe um, I'm comfortable with him anywhere. To be honest, um, midfield up. Um, he's look, he's top notch. I was very impressed with Killian Spillane for January football yesterday. The first one we got, he was left was ridiculous. Lads, that that wind on the TV, and he just stroked it. Bad leg, no, doesn't force it. Like his technique with both legs is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the best around now, to be fair. I remember when we were training, he'd just be over in the corner taking these little shots, fourteen yards out. He'd work his way out, and I was kind of like looking at him, was like, these are easy shots, like, but he's getting them off quicker now and quicker and quicker and it's, it's I know it's it's lovely to watch and like you said Sean they could have maybe a, a training game Wednesday or someone picked up a few niggles and someone would be thrown in yeah it's hard to know uh, Sean he looks in great shape lads he looks mm-hmm. not that he was unfit but I think you mentioned about Joe O'Connor earlier Adam same with Sean he's came back and he's it's like he's I don't know it's it's hard to describe he's trimmed down but he's still in really really fantastic shape I wonder is he maybe gone on a different program in terms of not that again, not that he was ever slow, but maybe he's looking to get that little bit yard quicker, Barry. I don't know. He and, and maybe that's why he's been thrown in. I'm very excited about him inside the full forward line. I'm really excited about him in there. I know it's only McGrath Cup and don't get me wrong, it's early season. But I think it could give him a new lease of life. And could you imagine having himself and Clifford in there? Like if you can get guys out the field to deliver the ball in, um, as you said, they tried on uh, in the McGrath Cup a few times Crossfield balls into him. He's great over his head. Um, like, 2022 there, like, he was unbelievable for all of it. He always is, but for some games last year, I know the league can be different, but he, he just looked a bit... I know they extended with Don with their, they've been on their trip and they came back late, but he just looked a bit... He looked yeah, late, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, I, I was texting one of the lads, was it, I don't know, was it David or Paddy last night? I was, he's looking quicker, it must be the boots or something, he's the flashy old blue. Yeah. O'Connor for January just looks on it like I know it's McGrath Cup don't get me wrong but he's just moving very well for so early days like hard to monitor when am I going to peak or when I'm not you're just going to have to yeah. go out and try and keep it up he just looks to me like a guy who just has done something different in the off season just to say maybe he sat down with the S&C coaches and felt I feel I could be quicker I feel I could get a yard like there's a yard in me like and Geez, if you can put another yard of pace into Shawnee Shea inside in the full forward line where he's off the mark, out in front, winning marks. Sure, he'll kick freeze all day for you, but he's just he he looks really, really sharp. Again, very early days, but I'm I'd be really excited about seeing him inside in the full forward line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same. I think the idea of him and, and David inside in the full forward line, feeding off each other, two very clever players, two fellas who came up together more or less, they made their debut the same day. They know each other so well. Um, and like I said, so smart and so unselfish as well, the two of them. I think they could. Look, we don't know what's going to happen, but they, they, they could be a nice pairing inside there. So look, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Kerry line up on, um, on Saturday, the team be named uh, later on this week. 
Um, before I let you go, lads, predictions for, for Saturday, Kerry against Derry at, in Assenstack Park at, at 5.30. Barry John, will Kerry get over the line this one? Uh, I'm feeling Derry. Oh, very negative yeah. start to the year, Barry John. <laughs> 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 There's still a bit of bad blood maybe from last year and Mickey coming down. Um, they, like you said, they've been going well as well. And I know Kerry got to the McGrath Cup final, but if, how, if you have the two Cliffords and if you finish with maybe which, what you kind of finish with the last day, I'd be nodding Kerry, but I think that well, Jack's going to give a few fellas a run. And Derry's a, Derry's a big game for a first game for, for fellas you know, on their first day. So, um, of course, I hope Kerry win, but I'm just feeling Derry might nip him. What do you think, Sean? No, I'm going to go Kerry. Uh, I think the fact that we're at home in Tralee under the lights, um, I think the guys that are going to get thrown in will relish the opportunity to, you know, to make, you know, lay down a marker and show Jack and the management that they're they're in there and they mean business. Um, and the fact that I suppose that Derry are down the Glenlets, like the Glenlets won't play. There's, there's no doubt they're going to get a break after the after the their their exertions at the weekend. I'd be very very surprised if any of them travel with the squad so I think we might just have enough in a close game and it'd be a great one it'd be a great win first day out and first competitive game of 2024 to get it, that first league win under the lights would, do, would really set us up going forward so I'm just going to go for Kerry by maybe two or three points yeah I agree hopefully Kerry in a close one um, it's great to be back after I can't believe it's six months lads. it's unbelievable since the, the All-Ireland finally ruminating on that Dublin match for, for the last 178 days or something like that so looking forward now to Saturday and hopefully um, dusting the cobwebs off and, and hopefully a carry win so listen lads thanks very much for joining me really appreciate it uh, enjoy the match the weekend and I'll chat to you again soon